Hi everyone, welcome along to Property Apprentices podcast for today. My name is Debbie Roberts, I'm one of the founding owners of Property Apprentice and today what we're going to be talking about is what landlords and tenants need to know during the COVID-19 alert levels 4, which we're currently in, and level 3, which we'll be moving into as of Tuesday next week. So uh, what we do know is that there are a lot of changes that are going to be happening. Uh, a lot of the information hasn't been completely updated yet, so a lot of the specifics are still getting ironed out. What I'm going to do is, is tell you as much as I can based on today's information that we've got available to us. So some of the things that I'm going to be covering off, first of all, a bit of a disclaimer, I am a registered financial advisor, but Please don't take anything that I talk about in today's session as being individual financial advice. Also, I am a property investor. I'm not a property manager. So if you are using the professional services of a property manager, now is a really good time to be doing that. But if you are self-managing your own rental properties, then I will put you in touch with some sources of information which are going to be really helpful for you, especially keeping in mind the changes that will be updated as we move forward through Level 3. So we'll talk about some of the key points um, regarding rent increases and reductions and also restrictions on ending tenancies through this period. We'll cover off tenancy tribunal termination orders and whether or not you're able to move into a new rental property if you're a tenant, update on the tenancy tribunal processes, maintenance and, and inspections and also bond refunds and bond transfers, how those are going through the different levels of COVID-19 alert. So some useful sources of information for landlords and tenants during this period is www.covid19.govt.nz and also on the tenancy website tenancy.govt.nz and then there's a big long description there but um, basically if you go through that tenancy website you'll come across a section called coronavirus COVID-19 what landlords and tenants need to know. So a lot of the information that I got from today's podcast is from those two sources of information because I wanted to make sure that the information that we're giving you is straight from the horse's mouth, so to speak, rather than some of the information that's been shared through media, which may or may not be accurate at any given time. So let's have a look at the rent increases and reductions as the first part of this webinar. So on Thursday the 26th of March there was a rent freeze on all rent increases for at least six months. Now there was a bit of mis misinformation and misunderstanding around that. A lot of tenants thought that that was a bit like the mortgage holiday that banks were offering for property owners. So a rent freeze does not mean that you don't have to pay rent it means that there's a freeze on increasing rents and that's for a period of at least six months. So six months from the 26th of March is the end of September this year and that's at least six months that could be increased or extended as we move forward through this um, pandemic. So notice of rent increases before the 26th of March were deemed to be void. So that means that if you were issued a, a notice of a rent increase on say the 20th of March, that means that that rent increase was cancelled. 
So if you had a rent increase during that period as a tenant, that was actually an unlawful thing for the landlord to do. So the rent increases should have been cancelled and rent would remain at the original level prior to that notice of rent increase. If a landlord increases the rent or tries to increase the rent during this period where there's a freeze on rent increases, they could be liable for exemplary damages of up to $6,500. Now, for those of you that are landlords and managing properties yourself or using the professional services of a property manager, you need to understand this because six and a half grand is not pocket money for most people so that you need to understand this ignorance is not an excuse when it comes to tenancy tribunal so you can't say oh I didn't know or I didn't realize you'll be up for up to a six and a half thousand dollar um, fine in that situation landlords and tenants during this period are allowed to agree to lower the rent temporarily so what we at property apprentice are recommending that you do is that if you're a tenant and you're having difficult financial you know issues because of the COVID-19 talk to your landlord and ask them if there's anything that they can do to help your first point of call should be to contact the government agencies and see if there's any subsidies that you qualify there through WINS for example I'll, I'll talk about a couple of links that can be useful but also talk to your landlord sooner rather than later you do need to understand though that a lot of landlords are also facing the same situation that you might be yourself so so if you're a landlord, remember that having someone pay something is better than having someone pay nothing. So, you know, if you can reach a mutual agreement, that's beneficial for both parties. Now, if you do agree to reduce the rent temporarily during this period of a rent freeze, when you return the, the weekly rent to the original rent amount, that is not considered to be a rent increase. It's just a return to the previous amount. So you can return to normal rent um, during this rent freeze period, the freeze on rent increases, and you won't be up for the penalty charges of up to six and a half grand. So you need to make sure that you cover off the right documentation and all of the documentation that you need is available through that website that I mentioned, the tenancy website. You can get all the information that you need from that website there. So really important uh, for both sides of the party through this discussion to come to a mutual agreement if possible. Now restrictions on ending tenancies. Restrictions apply for an initial period of three months which takes us up to the end of June at least. Okay so uh, there are some situations where you are not allowed to end tenancies um, and well to be fair it's more that there's some very limited situations where you are able to end a tenancy rather than limited situations where you can't. So now you're not going to be able to end tenancies until at least the end of June, potentially longer than that. We'll see what happens. Um, and that's regardless of when the notice was provided. So in other words, if you issued notice to end a tenancy before the 26th of March, but it hadn't taken effect before the 26th of March, then that's been cancelled. 
there are some limited circumstances, as I mentioned, which are that the tenant, if the tenant substantially damages or threatens to substantially damage the premises, then that's grounds for um, ending a tenancy. If the tenant assaults or threatens to assault the land with their family or the neighbours, if the tenant abandons the property, engages in antisocial behaviour, which is you know defined as being harassment or any intentional act, if the act reasonably causes significant alarm, distress or nuisance. Okay, that's all what qualifies as antisocial behaviour. Or if the tenant is 60 days behind in rent. Now that 60 days is an increase from the normal period, which is 21 days. And in a situation where a tenant is 60 days behind in rent, and the tribunal also needs to take into account the fairness of that situation and whether or not the tenant is making reasonable efforts to pay the rent. Okay, so if the tenant is doing their best to um, help you out, you know, as far as paying as much as they can for rental payments, then as a landlord, you're going to have a hard time getting that approved through tenancy tribunal to have that tenancy ended on those grounds. If a tenant is the sole tenant and they pass away during this period, then that is grounds for ending a tenancy. And also if the property is deemed to be uninhabitable. So for example, if there's a significant house fire, um, then that's grounds for ending a tenancy at in, under these um, situations. So tenants, however, are allowed to give notice to end their tenancy, and that's the normal notice period of 21 days. So they can revoke notices that have previously been given, which means that um, if they had given notice to end a tenancy, they could change their mind and cancel that. So fixed term tenancies will automatically convert to periodic tenancies during this period when the fixed term expires, unless both sides, landlord and tenants, agree otherwise or if the tenant gives notice. So a lot of these changes and restrictions that have been imposed because of the COVID-19 issue are some of the things that the government is looking at introducing through the Tenancy Reforms Act. So as you can see, some of them are quite harsh uh, on the landlord. Okay, so again, if you're a tenant, please remember that your landlord could very well be going through a really difficult financial time at the moment as well. We need to be looking after each other in this period. Now, if a landlord breaches any of these restrictions on ending tenancies, they can also be liable for exemplary damages up to six and a half thousand. So again, as a landlord, you need to be really careful to make sure that you're playing by the rules because um, most of you will not be in a position where you'll be able to afford to pay fines up to that amount. Now, if you are the landlord of a boarding house, there are different rules that apply. So uh, there's a whole section in that tenancy section of the website that I mentioned earlier, and I'll put those websites up again. I'll mention them again at the end of the session. Um, but there's a whole section in there that, that applies specifically to boarding houses. So uh, you can fill your boots reading up on that. So tenancy tribunal termination orders uh, they've been temporarily suspended until the 15th day after the end of the period the protections against those terminations apply, which is initially that three-month period. And this is only in the situations where all of the following things apply. 
if the tenancy tribunal order was made before the 26th of March, okay, so before we went into um, alert level four, if the tenancy tribunal order to terminate that tenancy was made before then, and if the tenancy tribunal termination order takes effect after the 26th of March, if the tenant was still residing at the premises on the commencement date, if the order for termination was not made for one of the following reasons, which would be death of a sole tenant, non-payment of rent, damage or assault, because of a breach the property is uninhabitable, or if the property had been abandoned. Okay, so to clarify all of this, go to the tenancy website and all of this is stated there. This is just to give you like a heads up on some of these um, situations that we're currently facing. Now, none of that changes as we move into level three. However, for this next section, moving into a new rental property, this is something that could potentially change. At alert level four, tenants should stay in their current rental properties whenever possible. So the reason that I'm covering off alert level four in this podcast, as well as talking about potential changes for level three, is just in case we end up having to go back into level four at some stage. Okay, so alert level four, tenants should stay in their current rental properties. Uh, Moves are only allowed to occur under certain limited circumstances and extreme care has to be taken not to violate any of the illegal rules or the Ministry of Health guidelines. So some examples where moves may be considered to be essential include if a New Zealander is returning to the country, so a New Zealander comes back home to New Zealand and they need to begin a new tenancy, they're okay, that can happen. If family violence uh, creates a move, then that is considered to be acceptable um, circumstances as well to move into a new property, even at alert level four, or if the tenant's current rental property becomes uninhabitable. So for example, the, the example that I gave before, you know, significant fire, um, the example that they give on the tenancy website is a catastrophic plumbing leak. Okay, so there are examples and I would imagine that it would be considered on a case-by-case basis. So moving to a new rental property, if you need to sign a tenancy agreement at alert level four, this should be done digitally and uh, that's by using a system uh, like DocuSign. You know, there's lots of uh, variations that are available or uh, even if the property manager emails you a copy of the tenancy agreement, you print it out, sign it and send it back. So that's acceptable. Transferring of keys at alert level four, property managers aren't allowed to go into the offices because they're not considered to be essential services. So transferring keys can only happen if the keys are available at the property manager's home. Okay, and when they transfer keys, physical distancing has to be maintained and the keys should be sanitised. Okay, so, you know, with the you know, proper sanitisation to make sure that there's no chance of passing on that virus. At alert level three, 
um, I would assume that that side of things would continue to be the same. So this is an area where we're waiting for a bit more clarification on what Alert Level 3 would look like for property managers. But essentially, the property managers will still have to make sure that they meet the restrictions followed, you know, given the guidance um, at Alert Level 3. So, you know, I would assume that this would also mean that, uh, that you're not going to be able to make physical contact, you know, like actually handing over the keys in person. Um, it'll have to be that social distance taken into account. Tenants are only allowed to move at Alert Level 4 in a private vehicle and only with members of their own household. So at Alert Level 4, they're not allowed to hire a moving service during this time. In other words, they're not allowed to involve anyone outside of their bubble. At Alert Level 3, my understanding from what I've read on the government websites is that if you need to move, you can move using the services of a, a moving service. Okay, but again, you still need to make sure that you keep your social distance and the moving service would be responsible for upholding their end of that criteria as well. So if you have any problems with a tenancy, then there are some things that you can do, like mediation through the Tenancy Tribunal. At Alert Level 4, landlords are not allowed to visit their rental properties and um, valid orders from the Tenancy Tribunal have to be enforced through the Civil Collection Unit at the Ministry of Justice. So the update on how the Tenancy Tribunal processes are going. During Alert Level 4 and also throughout Alert Level 3, the Tenancy Tribunal will hear cases that cover the following things. Antisocial behaviour, substantial property damage, assault or threat of assault, if the property is uninhabitable, death of a sole tenant, abandonment of a tenancy, rent arrears of more than 60 days, and reduction of a fixed term tenancy only if it's COVID-19 related. The final example in this section here is if there's an undefended vacated tenant bond. When it comes to maintenance and inspections, during level four, as I mentioned, landlords are not allowed to visit their tenants or carry out inspections. So during alert level four, if you need to do an inspection for insurance purposes or something like that, or if the tenant um, phones you with an issue, something that needs to be repaired, you have got the option at alert level four, you could potentially do a virtual inspection. You are allowed to hire a tradesperson to carry out any urgent repairs that need to be fixed during the lockdown period, and that's by essential services only. So plumbers, electricians, things like that. Under the lockdown period, if it's an urgent repair, um, that's okay. Um, under level three, then certainly plumbers, builders, electricians, all of all of those services are are allowed to carry on as long as they're maintaining social distance. So doing a virtual inspection uh, with agreement from your tenants, you have to get agreement from the tenants to do that. In other words, uh, you, you might say to your tenant, can we FaceTime so that you can show me what you're talking about so I can help determine how urgent this is and whether it would qualify as an urgent repair under whatever lockdown level we're at. 
So it will also help if you can get the tenant to send photos so that you can send that through to the tradesperson as well to give them an idea of what they need to do or potentially get the tenant to do a little video from their phone just to show you what the issue is. Bond refunds and bond transfers are being treated as an essential service. So bond refunds are being processed within 10 working days at the moment upon receipt of the refund form. Lodgements uh, through the tenancy tribunal. So, if you've got a new tenancy starting, it might take longer for that bond to get lodged with the tenancy services um, because they are taking a, a back seat as far as you know, refunds are the top priority at the moment, which is how it should be. So just to go over those sources of information and I highly recommend that you keep an eye on these two websites as we move forward through into Alert Level 3 um, because obviously this will be updated as certain situations get clarified from property managers or landlord requests through these government agencies. So the first website is covid19.govt.nz and the second website that we're recommending is um, tenancy.govt.nz. The full link to get to where you need to go for the tenancy one for what landlords and tenants need to know is tenancy.govt.nz forward slash about dash tenancy dash services forward slash news forward slash coronavirus dash covid dash 19 dash what dash landlords dash and dash tenants dash need dash to dash no <laughs> so that's fairly simple and easy to remember if you're listening to this on the run however um i will put those links into the transcription so you'll be able to find um, when you get back to your computer Okay, so um, please subscribe to the podcast. Hopefully you found today's session useful. Uh, please subscribe so that you don't miss anything, uh, the new podcasts as they come through. And if you've got ideas that you'd like me to cover off in these podcasts, I'm aiming to do them at least weekly. So please email suggested topics to me. At, that's Debbie at propertyapprentice.co.nz. Debbie spelled D-E-B-B-I-E. So Debbie at propertyapprentice.co.nz and if you haven't already done so, please register for one of our upcoming free online training events. I'm running them live online and uh, you can register for one of our upcoming events at propertyapprentice.co.nz.